Hello, and welcome to another emotionally unregulated episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost 140 pounds, and with wow. me today is... Donald Weigel, desperately trying to regulate my emotions as I say this. Hello, I have uh, lost about 100 pounds, and... Uh, we're here to talk about it. We sure are. And uh, we've talked about many things. And first, we're going to talk about the thing that we talked about last week, because <laughs> this allegedly was a uh, yeah. was a, a two-part episode. Yeah, we guess said, what? We said this was a two-part creature double feature. Yeah. It's now a three-part creature triple feature. Yay. That's, three for the know, price of two? We Wait, do that. you're not paying for any of this. Hooray. Yeah, we realized this was going to be a super long episode if we tried to jam-pack all of the wonderful knowledge into it so we're uh, we're splitting it in two again well it's like if you buy a box of uh pizza bites let's say yeah and you're like yeah i'm getting pizza bites oh yeah and then you open the box and there's one extra pizza bite and oh. you're like yay i'm getting it I'm th- this is the best day ever but here's the question do you track that extra pizza bite because technically the serving size is in the box i've definitely done that before of like the extra that's been thrown in the thing <laughs> you, like and negotiate I don't, with yourself i don't you're track like, it oh yeah no this is part of the serving size well yeah. i actually got um uh, I, I buy these frozen uh, breakfast sandwiches and the breakfast sandwich came without cheese it was supposed to yeah and it was 275 calories sorry we're talking about food everybody but here's what you get and it came without the cheese and i was like do i track the 275 calories or do i try to estimate what the cheese would have weighed i was very angry about it but then guess what a couple weeks later i got a box that had double cheese what and then i had to ask myself do I track the extra cheese? Yeah, yeah. Because we're always negotiating, aren't we, Donald? We we're always justifying are. and trying to like scheme our way into weight loss. And I know we hadn't planned to talk about this at all, but I did like since this has come up, I wanted to mention um we've given the tip a couple of times, the Superman three yeah. tip of of actually like under tracking yeah. of not not under tracking in the sense of not tracking things, but there are times when I will log something and the the calories on the package say 300, but the calories in my app say 320 or 340. Yep, guess what we do. And, and I leave it in as the higher calorie mark. Why not? And then the other thing I do all the time is like I will, you know, I'll charge myself, so to speak, for a full tablespoon of something, but I'll actually put in like a little bit less than that. Yeah. Um, just to, you know, sort of create a little bit of a buffer for those times when maybe those I those extra like, BLTs. I've, I've like missed, you know, something or other. So I think it's actually, you know, like a good thing. But I, I, I used to just be so mad. I was like, this. Fitbit app is trying to steal 30 calories from oh me, gosh. but instead I'm just like, I've, I've used it to my advantage, and well, I think it's a really good idea. Well, that's the thing. When you accidentally get more change, do you do you give it back, or do you really like, ha I've played the system. You know what? How many calories have you stolen over the years that you're like getting away with stuff and right. secret eating and BLTs? Right. You know what? It's time to give a little bit back to the app. Just let the Fitbit app say <laughs> it's app, 30 more. The app has felt neglected, so yeah, you it, can have it. Exactly. Uh, but uh, we wanted to start out this episode, uh, because it is close to Halloween, Halloween. Um, that uh, we just want to remind you that t- if you're listening to this today, and today is not actually Halloween, yeah. if you're eating pumpkin-shaped candy, 
It is just October candy. It is not Halloween candy. Yeah. Or if you're listening to this after Halloween, it's not Halloween candy. November candy (laughs) is no longer Halloween. It's Halloween candy for one day and then it just becomes you eating candy. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to waste it. Like, how much lettuce have you wasted in in your life? And you're never crying about the lettuce (laughs) that you wasted. Exactly. Ooh, but I actually have some cabbage to talk about. Oh, okay. Before we get started. Yeah. And uh, you're not going to enjoy this, Donald's, but it, it ties into the topic of this very episode. So okay. we talk about it. So uh, we have talked before about ordering groceries online yes. as a way to save your time. I know where this is going and I'm trying to like, like you know, stop how you're going to make me look terrible in this story. <laughs> <laughs> how does cabbage make Donald look terrible? But oh, it ties, you're going to find out. <laughs> it ties into this. So we have talked before about, you know, you can't make more time, but you can pay other people to make time for you. Yeah. And so we have started getting grocery delivery service, which actually uh, saves us a lot of time and grief. But sometimes when you have other people shop for you, they might make some exceptions on your order that, you know, oh, I don't want to get delivery because what if they buy a lemon I don't like? Yeah. Most of the time, the shoppers will send me photographs of of the item that they're substituting and I'll say, is this okay? And then I can say, yes or no. Uh, But, you know, continue. What happened yesterday? So yesterday we get the groceries. Everything's going great. Donald's got his groceries. And suddenly he pulls out a uh, a whole head of cabbage. A giant head of cabbage, by the way. Like there's, it it is so much cabbage that I don't believe a family of three could consume (laughs) all of this cabbage. I don't remember who killed Medusa. Yeah. Do you remember who killed Medusa? Uh, Perseus. Okay, so Perseus. Imagine Donald as Perseus lifting the plastic bag, <laughs> head of like, cabbage, like, like it Medusa's was Medusa's head. Up, head. Yeah, to, to turn the Kraken into stone. Okay, to say that there are many things I could see on Donald's face. Repulsion. Yeah. Confusion. Yeah. Rage might have been. I have no idea how a head of cabbage got into our order. Like the the shopper never told me that he was substituting it for something. I don't, I still can't figure out what item was that he substituted the cabbage for. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Donald is a questioner. Yeah. He wants answers. He will not stop until the answers have been answered. It's true. And I saw the head of cabbage. He wasn't charged for it. Or what, were you charged for Oh, yeah. For no, it? we paid for it. So what? It was like a dollar, two dollars? Something like okay, that. Okay. Yeah. So t- the amount of rage and confusion that yeah. Donald had. And I was like, oh, cool. We got cabbage. Like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Donald was like, I will get to the bottom of this. Yeah. This will not stand. The yeah. rage that he felt. But so here's the thing. So I'm, I'm sorry, Donald. <laughs> I, I validate your feelings. Your feelings are your oh, yeah. feelings. Yeah, you're validating the heck out but, of them. But here's the thing, and, and this is what this episode is going to be about. We're also switching up the episode a little bit. We said we were going to give you five uh, things, solutions to problems, uh, but but we're going to start here. We recognize now that Donald's toddler brain yeah. might have taken over his normal human adult brain. Yeah, it's true. The amount of rage that he felt about cabbage is is unmatched really i mean mm-hmm. that the passion if if only we could rise up as a people against uh, cabbage in homes it would be a good thing yeah but uh but this is an opportunity for us to really examine the different parts of our brain and uh how we can control and better understand 
that toddler side of our brain. I see what you've done here. You've you've brought this around to the topic we're going to discuss see? today. So really, yeah. it was good luck that we ate cabbage. I'm probably going to make some cabbage. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but before <laughs> before we start with all of that, thank you for accepting my scorn mm-hmm. on this because yes, I feel you're like welcome. I feel like you've gotten it out of your system. Oh, now. you're going to hear about this after the microphones are off. Let me tell you because I don't want to record myself looking so bad. Okay, so um, it is Halloween time, right? Yes. Okay, it is Halloween. Indeed. It is Halloween time. And this is where we talk about all of the, the, the spooky and ghoulish things uh, in life. The, the creepy crawlies that come out at night. Yeah. The bumps in the night. Uh, the, the, the things under the bed. That kind of thing. Hiding oh, yeah. in the closet. Yeah, no. Or clowns. Cl- sure. Yeah. yeah. No, clowns also. Yeah, people don't like clowns. No, people don't like clowns. But I want to start out after – I've started out with like seven things. So I can just say I'm starting out. I don't mm-hmm. even care. Yeah. What do I have to lose? Nothing. Not a thing. So it's your podcast. I am going to quote a beloved uh, – I don't think it's a horror film. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybe it's up for debate. I've actually had this debate about whether this film and in particular uh, Jaws is a horror film. Okay. Like I've had this debate with people about whether, you know, in my my opinion, by the way, is if Jaws is a horror film, then I think you have to you have to say Jurassic Park is a horror film. And okay. I'm not sure that, Ooh, that okay. you can. Anyway, All right, we're going in lots of directions. Maybe this yeah. will be a four part episode. Maybe. Who knows? All right. OK, so I'm going to give you a quote and you have to uh, guess the film okay. and, and what the monster is. OK, got it. Okay. Okay, listen and understand. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel <laughs> pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. <laughs> so what what kind of beast or ghoul might I be referring to in this? I, I know what this is from, actually. All right. Um, but do you want me to give the real answer? No, the answer? real answer. Yeah. The real answer? Uh, it is from uh, the Terminator. Yeah, The original Kyle Terminator. Reese. Kyle Reese discussing the Terminator. Like, you can't reason with it. You can't bargain with it. Like, you can't pay it off. You can't, yeah. like, you know. Oh, Kyle Reese. Yeah. We got a whole thing. I, we have a whole thing about We Kyle have Reese. a whole thing. Yes, I, we. I enjoy uh, the, the movie stylings of Mr. Michael Bean. Yeah. But uh, the, the Bean we are referring to is the Terminator. Yes. But also, we could flip-flop-a-doodle this around. Yeah. And make it about the toddler brain. Yeah. Couldn't we, Donald? We we could really apply this to most children, actually. <laughs> most children? <laughs> you, you can't reason with them. You can't bargain with children them. Children are terrifying. Yeah. They are unpredictable. Yeah. They can't be reasoned with. As adults, we learn that we have a prefrontal cortex that is like the mature part and the part that like reasons with things. Children don't have that yet, much yeah. like Terminators. Yeah. And, and you know, children, um, they... They really react to things in a way where they're either like all hatred or all love. There's very little like middle ground in there. Well, and but there are times as a as a parent who didn't raise a toddler, we uh, we we found our child on our doorstep at age eight. Yeah, um, and I tried to reason so often. I would <laughs> didn't work out well for me. Did I not. want the blue one, but but honey, the pink one is exactly the same thing. It's just a different yeah. color. I want the blue one. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my life. Yeah, um, but. You know, reason isn't really something that uh, toddlers deal well with, uh, kids deal well with, and they're terrifying because you never know with one glare what they are plotting. Are they going to kill you? Yeah. Are they going to ever stop? No, no, no. They will not. Uh, so reasoning doesn't really work, just like with a Terminator. Yeah. And and also the classic children of the corn. The children of the corn. Those are – kids can be 
Yeah. Tricked into doing, hey, let's follow Malachi and get him to kill people in corn. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, that not, is good. Scary not good. Scary stuff. Yeah. Is very there anything, scary stuff. if you just saw a person standing outside, you'd be like, oh, okay. But if there was a child yeah. staring, I terrifying. I know. What it's like part that? of what makes The Shining so scary, too, are those uh, two little girls. Like, that, that's no good. It's not good. But we are going to be talking about the toddler brain and how it is emotionally unregulated just like the beginning of the episode indeed it is so i was doing some uh research when we had come up with last week's idea of talking about making the same mistakes over and over again which is what we largely talked about last week after uh talking about candy is how you know there's that horror movie trope of you're trapped in the same place and you every time you try to escape you find yourself back in the place where you started and it's like that with weight loss and fitness a lot. Like you just continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, but blame external forces on, of, on those things instead of yourself. Well, I was doing some research about that. I came across an article on Psychology Today uh, by Stephen Sosny, PhD. And um, he talks about the toddler brain and how when we are under stress um, as adults, we fall back upon habits, and that can be a good thing and a bad thing, but unfortunately, most people fall back upon the habits that they learned when they were toddlers. <laughs> so if you learned to soothe yourself with food or stomp your feet, etc., those are the habits you're going to fall back upon when you're feeling stress as an adult. Well, and two, when you're a toddler, as as we were all. Have you been a toddler, Donald? <laughs> I was once a toddler, although it's hard to believe now. But the the toddler brain is the one that is uh, impulsive. It has poor judgment. It has a self-obsession, volatile, and no foresight. Like when yeah. you're in the moment and you're, you're stressed and you're overwhelmed as an adult – you regress to those old, you know, in the moment feelings. You're not thinking about the future you. You're not thinking about the past you and the best judgment. We impulsively, if you're listening to the show, you probably have an issue with it. You return to those self-soothing behaviors of just eating about it as revenge, as justification, and as reward. And it sounds really dumb in hindsight, but when I get caught up in a particular moment. Like I, cabbage related I like, moment. Like a cabbage related <laughs> moment. I can sorry. I'm there sorry. can be a feeling of like I will feel a sorrow and be like, I don't know if I will ever be okay yeah. again. And it sounds so dumb about cabbage. I also have this real problem with <laughs> like with losing time. Oh, he gets I can't I, I really need to get Yet. to the root of it at Yet. some point. Yeah, but I, well, I just, I, I can't figure out where it comes from yet. Um, but if I like miss a train or something like that, or or I miss an opportunity and I like just am stuck for an hour or something because of whatever I've missed, I can like go down into this deep sorrow that feels like I'll never come out of it. And that's what the author is talking about. Like we can oftentimes like fall into these deep emotional pits and it's really hard to get out of them once we're there. Well, and I know for me, and we've talked about it before, uh, we did an episode called Depression is My Co-Pilot yeah. where I talk about managing depression through uh, managing weight loss. And it wasn't until I figured out that everything passes 
that like all feelings pass, depression passes, elation passes, those highs and lows, everything is transitory. And once we realize like toddlers don't get that a feeling will pass. They are in the moment and they have no ability to see the future. They're not thinking about consequences. They're going on feeling over facts. And when I try to logically say, and believe me, I have my own, Donald, I'm sure could come up with 90 different ways that I have issues too. So <laughs> I've got my own cabbage, but it might take a no, different form. No, there's nothing. <laughs> oh no. Okay, everybody. But that like in the moment, you're inconsolable, you are overwhelmed, you're never going to feel joy again. And I talk about that with depression, like there's a dementor sucking out all of the joy in life. Yeah. And I feel like it's never going to end. And once you get to the point where you realize that there's going to be something on the other side of this feeling, that is the place where growth comes. But in the moment, we make those impulsive choices. And especially when we're tired, it's the end of the day. It's the end of the week. We've we've used up all of our emotional battery. And that's when the toddler comes out at night. A night toddler is terrifying. What's yeah. scarier than that? Yeah, for sure. The, the author says, to tie into what you just said, that we get – this way we like tap into that toddler brain the most when we are overtaxed from physical or mental exhaustion and we've talked about this a lot in terms of making good decisions when you know i don't make my best decisions in the kitchen yeah. at 10 p.m like i don't make my best decisions just in general when i've been at work for 14 hours i i you know, need to therefore put systems in place yeah. to to protect myself from myself <laughs> when I'm in these situations. And, you know, it's why, you know, we're not going to do a deep dive on it right now, but it's why I have all of these sort of policies and habits in place yeah. so that I can just rely on that, put myself back on that autopilot rather than giving in to the whatever, you know, toddler emotional part of me is trying to take over at that moment. Well, and I remember too, when we uh, first uh, got our daughter, it sounds like she came in a, I don't know, like yeah. a FedEx package or something. Yeah, our gotcha day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember when she, she first came to visit and we planned this big day and it was like, okay, we're going to go to the beach. Oh, yeah. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to have a magical beach day. And then we're going to go to Hollywood. Yeah. And we're going to have lunch and we're going to see a movie. Now, I don't know if you've seen the show 24. Yeah. But in 24, <laughs> they, make, they make it look like you can zip a doodle do around Los Angeles in 10 minutes. 10 yeah. minutes, you're, yeah. you're at LAX and then you're downtown. That that's not how no. uh, Los Angeles works. We went to the beach. Grand time. That could have been one day's adventure. Yeah. We crammed in the Hollywood thing, too. By that evening, things were not going well. We tried to cram in too much into one day, tried to make it special, and I believe it ended in a blaze, not of glory, but of uh, fire and brimstone. Yeah. And, you know, we we talked to some parents afterwards, some people who had a lot more experience than like, we had. Whoa. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you plan one thing in a day. <laughs> if you try more than one thing in a day, you are setting yourself up for failure. But it was that inexperience that led us to this like you know double magic day which ended up being a creature feature in in reality but we make ourselves we put ourselves in those situations where we're like oh we want to cram it all in let's get it all done oh it'll burn more calories if we're overwhelmed and underplanned and it ends up at the end of the day with just stress eating like that's where it all ends up and it's a form of self-sabotage because we should at this point my my tender young age of 47 i should know better yeah and like the author uh says 
that habits formed in the toddler brain are activated by feelings, especially negative feelings that seem like alarms, rather than analysis of the conditional context of past mistakes and their consequences. In other words, you just sort of revert to being all id and a lot of times you have very little control over it. Um, the good news is that you can learn to form the habits that then, you know, allow you to counteract these feelings. But as Catherine said earlier, and I might have said before, you know, if you learned when you were younger that when you got really emotional that you could soothe yourself with food, that is probably what you're going to fall back on. And that's what I fell back on for years and years and years over and over again. Well, and two, children have that hot or cold, all or nothing, black or white. I can go seven different ways on this, just comparing yeah. comparing things. But it's either very positive or very negative. There's yeah. no nuance. And you go – and I, I mean, and please, I still do this. I have issues with it. I I can't think of any right now, but I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I have issues as well. But that like in consolable all is lost feeling when we get on the scale we think we've had a great week quote unquote and the scale doesn't show our efforts why bother at all i am going to just set all of my habits on fire and just go back to the old way because it's not even worth it why should i bother and when we do that we you know are are not focusing on that i know annoying growth mindset of possibility yeah. and foresight and how can i manage this differently but in the moment it feels overwhelming and when we try to make decisions when we're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and hurt we're not going to have our best moment of like clarity and okay well moving forward i can do this but understanding that that toddler is within us and it uh, it it breaks out in those moments of exhaustion can help us understand that it is just a pattern. It is another pattern of behavior for coping, and it is there is a possibility of working through that and growing out of your uh, your terrible toddler stage. There certainly is, and um, just to uh, before we uh, before we move into that a little bit, um, just to piggyback on what you were saying, the author does. Talk talk about too, about what you were saying in terms of, you know, it's in our toddler years that we as adults develop that all or nothing attitude a lot of times that I know that I am constantly trying to battle against with people. It's that sort of idea that if I can't do something 100% that I'm not going to do it at all. And um, it really is one of the keys to breaking through. It was one of the things that really, really helped me hit my goal weight and has helped me keep my, my weight off was realizing that I could do things incrementally and I didn't have to be perfect and I didn't have to do everything all at once. I could do a whole bunch of little things that eventually would add up to big change. Right. But I mean, and I still do this. And as we sort of transition to the next phase, when I have a setback, when I give in to that toddler brain, when I am feeling exhausted and overwhelmed, or when I have a, you know, a, a binge episode or an episode where I've eaten more food than, than needed, I act in a way that I'm not proud of. I wake up the next morning and I say, or I have said in the past, I'll never do it again. Yeah. I've eaten too much. I that's it. I've learned my lesson. I'll never drink again. I'll never yell right, again. I'll right. never repeat the same mistake. And when we say that, 
we are fooling ourselves. Yeah. I have learned that that whole I'm fixed, whether it's a positive or not. Hey, everybody, I've lost 100 pounds. I'm never going back to old habits again. Later right. days, old me. Right. I realize that that dormant part of me is ready to jump back on the screen in uh, in uh, Freddy versus Jason or whatever in some sort of nightmare state. Yeah. I know that that is still within me. And I have stopped fooling myself to think that those I'll never do it again. Those moments where you're feeling like, okay, that's it. I got it out of my system. Guess what? You didn't get it out of your system. I don't know if there's any fans of Dexter out there, but he always talked about his dark passenger. Yeah. Like he was a, you know, a serial killer. And, uh, but I feel like I have this dark passenger that I carry around with me all the time who could come back, you know, roaring back at any time. And sometimes really does. Like I still have binge episodes from time to time. I still have days where I like, I lose, you know, I quote unquote lose control of my eating. Um, but I know that I have habits in place now that I can fall back upon to get right back on track. Whereas in the past, I would have just caved in to my dark passenger and like, you know, enjoyed that ride until I felt, <laughs> you know, shame and, and, you know, realized that I had dug myself into a deeper hole and was trying to climb back out of it again. Well, and I think too, when we say we'll never do something again, and then we do, we see it as proof that we're broken Yeah. instead of seeing it on a continuum of like, well, of course I did that again because I've had that habit rooted for decades. So as we go um, sort of onto this last part of the uh, – the podcast is that what it's called? It is. Um, Donald found, and this is what we were supposed to talk about at the beginning of this episode. But we play by our own rules. We certainly do. <laughs> now it's a uh, now the the third creature in this creature double feature will be uh, next week. We will talk about um, an article by Alice Boyce, PhD, who talks about five tips for um, overcoming your repeating of the same mistakes. I really said that terribly. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Um, but we wanted to uh, leave you off with her first suggestion, which is kind of the big one. And I think it is a great point to punctuate it on, not only for the brevity of the episode, but also because I think it's maybe um, really the main difference that I have made in my weight loss journey venture this last time. So we sort of said it before, but her first suggestion is vowing to never make a particular mistake again is the wrong approach. When we make a – have you ever seen a kid? I promise I'll never do it again. I promise I'll do my homework if you give me this. Promises, promises, promises. Indeed. It, that's just a, you know, a, a, a way to just put off the inevitable of repeating a, a behavior. Saying that you're never going to do something again isn't a plan to never do any, something again. Yeah. And, you know, the author Allison says – Alice says um, it is Dr. often – Dr. Alice. Exactly. Dr. Alice. Sorry. It is often best to assume that you will make the same mistakes again, because when you do this, then you can work on developing practical strategies to limit the damage of your mistakes or to um, to really avoid doing them as often. Right. So if you're finding yourself saying this week as, as you're as you're looking to the week ahead, I'll never do that again. Oh, I'm never going to have the cookie again. I'm never going to repeat that mistake. I'm never going to yell at the kids. Oh, I'm a new person now. That that false uh, self-actualization. Yeah. I've, boy, I really hit rock bottom. This is, you know, boy, I'm going to change it here. 
oftentimes we're let down when we feel like we should have this lightning bolt moment that changes the course of our lives and it doesn't happen. We feel like we're broken, but this is an opportunity to go, you know what? It's going to happen again. And I can prepare for that. Like, I mean, in the Terminator, they you, you go through that, it figures things out. They know how they're going to yeah. dip them in hot molten stuff. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But it's like, and I, I've talked about this too, about if you think of yourself as a werewolf. Yeah. Instead of being like, ooh, well, I weared all my wolf like this month. I'm never, not going to do it again. But you know it's going to – the full moon is coming again. Right. And if you act like it's not going to happen again, you're just fooling yourself. And then you're surprised that you fell into the old pattern of behavior. Yeah, exactly. So it is – you have the opportunity this week to really watch your language. If you find yourself saying, I'm never going watch to Watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself saying, oh, I'll never do that again or I've learned my lesson – Presume that you're going to make the mistake again, and that's where the opportunity for actual habit change comes from, because then we're not blindsided by our own uh, toddler, werewolf, baby werewolf, toddler. It's terrifying. It's like any monster. A baby werewolf toddler is pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like in an uh, in interview with a vampire. It's like, okay, grown-up vampire is terrifying. Kirsten Dunst is a 10-year-old vampire. Yeah, Terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what they're capable of. So uh, what are you capable of this week, dear listener? We believe that you are capable of change. And it starts by paying attention to the toddler, seeing the patterns of behavior, and remembering that there is a possibility for change. Thank you so much for listening. We also believe that you are capable of listening to all of our episodes, uh, especially if you enjoyed this one. They are all available wherever you found this podcast and also always available on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that little cute link called Join Our Support Group. Oh, yeah, out. do that. It's so cute. Yeah, it's um, super cute. Yeah, it's fun-sized. You can click on Join Our Support Group and find out more about Wolf Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is an online Facebook-based accountability group for women. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support, accountability, and uh, growth mindset. We have two different subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option uh, with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wilt Place is right for you. Yeah, and you do so much great work on there. Uh, and if you do join, you get direct access to Catherine Weigel, her her wisdom, her advice, her savoir faire, <laughs> her, sure. her and, uh, humor. And multiple Zoom multiple meetings a week. Zoom meetings, so you can sort of be face-to-face, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you are not quite ready to join, but you would like to interact with us, you can also email us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Please send us uh, episode ideas, uh, topics you like us to cover, um, questions we're happy to answer, uh, even though uh, it may not be immediate. And um, you can also interact with us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at weonlylookthin. Yeah, and if you have a couple of extra moments, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review or a rating. A rating would be amazing. We are yes. at about 490 ratings right now. We would love to get 10 more by our 200th spooky episode. Oh, yeah. Actually, it'll be in November, so that's not very spooky. That would it's be just... spooktacular. <laughs> our Thanksgiving spooktacular. We're going to combine things. Why not? Yeah. Um, so head over there. Not only does it boost our uh, ratings, helps other people find our podcast but it also boosts our mood 
Or you could just tell somebody about the show. That would be a nice thing to do. Just say, hey, I know this great podcast uh, that was really helping me out. Maybe it would help you out too. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways that uh, uh, our show gets around. It sure does. So the next time you are feeling like a baby werewolf toddler <laughs> over a head of cabbage being delivered to you by mistake, Rage. just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.